Disclaimer, everything said on this podcast is mostly opinion plus internet research. Any accusations spoken are alleged. Thank you for listening and enjoy. Welcome to the Y2K cast, a podcast dedicated to music and pop culture events from the 99 to the 2000s. My name is Amari, and today we'll be talking about Christina Aguilera's, I'll say underrated, like one of her most underrated albums, besides like, I'll say Liberation is also um, underrated, but like Bionic is hella underrated. Um, This is, I'd say in my top two albums for Christina Aguilera. Mm. And I am joined by co-host for this episode, Bianca. Hey guys. <laughs> <laughs> um uh incredible jo- journalist, like seriously. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I mean if you guys haven't heard about my work or if you don't follow me, um I'm Bianca Gracie. I am a music and pop culture journalist. Um I love talking about, I think pop music is like my, my biggest uh, go-to when it comes to writing. But, you know, of course I love to amplify black and queer voices. That's really important to me, but pop music, it's like, that's my heart and soul. So, you know, being on this episode is just like the perfect summation of, of my personality. So it's great. I mean, Kristen Aguilera is, I mean, I can, it's, I was like, can I cost my own goddamn podcast? Kristen Aguilera is that bitch. Um... (laughs) you know because she'll call you yeah. out <laughs> i mean i i would love to be called out by christina aguilera i just want to be called by christina aguilera like <laughs> like i want christina aguilera to call me like hey hey amari um work out bitch and then just hang up the phone mm-hmm. like that'd be a dream uh christina aguilera call me um <laughs> so like what are you currently listening to so it's funny because I, I get asked this question a lot because, you know, of course, I work in music, but I've been mm-hmm. listening to a lot of older songs and, you know, artists and albums. Like I just finished going through Mariah Carey's discography. Oh, such a great discography. Just flawless. Um, and I'm listening to a lot of a lot of 70s music, actually, like disco and like psychedelic rock and mm-hmm. like hard rock and all of that because i'm for people who don't know like i am a huge lover of um like led zeppelin and Jimi hendrix and oh dead and janice joplin like that whole time and also the disco era as well um like donna summer is my queen so i think you know during this whole pandemic i try to go back to music that makes me feel good so understandable that's been a decade that I've been really listening to a lot. But yeah, I'm also listening to, um, like, I love Rina Sawamaya's new re- new album. Oh, so um, amazing. That's a pop album right there. Yeah. Hers and Dua Lipa's Future Nostalgia, like, those two are, like, the biggest, the best pop albums that came out this year, I think. Not to sound like a snob, but, like, I'm not gonna lie, when I first heard about Dua Lipa's album, I'm like, I was like, I'm not gonna listen to this. But then, like, I... <laughs> Finally heard the rest of like um what's it don't don't start uh, don't start now yeah don't start now and I was like wait a minute this song is amazing <laughs> and the album is just like it's not like there's not a bad song of the album see people need to get hip to my girl Dua Lipa I've been an avid supporter of her since her you know when she first got on the scene a few years ago and just to see her blossom into this you know confident artist is really incredible so i'm glad that people are finally you know giving my girl a chance same i mean she deserves it um i remember people used to clown her for a, a, her choreography but like she's a performer like she she can sing her ass off <laughs> i mean yeah like dua lipa <laughs> or as wendy williams calls her dula peep like um i've been listening to like I've been going back into Janet Jackson's discography because that's mm-hmm. like that's my like ultimate right there. Yeah. Oh my and god! Discipline. I 
listening to um, Demita Joe the other day. Okay, let's talk about yeah. it for a second because Demita Joe is an album people don't even talk about. Like, it's crazy. Didn't that that came um, a little after the whole Super Bowl scandal? No. Yeah. So it didn't get the the recognition that it deserves, but it's a great album. Like, it's very, it's like grounded in R and B, and like the way that she plays around with the genre on the album is impeccable. Like, that first block of songs on the album are so experimental. Like, it's just... And she has, like... You know, Kanye West be out here a little crazy, but, like, but he's still he, a great artist. Like He did My Baby. He did Strawberry Bounce on the record. Yeah. I Want You. Like, want didn't he do that? Yeah, he did. Oh, that's such a, like, beautiful song. A lot song. of great songs. Yeah, I totally agree with you. Like, Demita, I mean... For me, my favorite Janet album is Velvet Rope, followed by yes. followed by Janet, self-titled. But okay, we're on the same wavelength here because <laughs> yeah, that's my fave. Like Joe, it's like it it needs more love, and I, I know it gets love within you know the Jackson Janet Jackson community, but out like you know with critics, I feel like they don't really talk about it as much. I kind of wish she had to perform something from this album on tour. Yeah. Um, uh, I love you, Janet. But I have been listening to her bionic. Oh, <laughs> discipline. Um, discipline also wow. underrated album. Oh my gosh, that is a great record too. Like I think that was her first album without Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis. Yeah, she was experimenting a lot more. Yeah, rock with you on that record. Oh, so beautiful. Like rock with you. You know what what the entertainment industry has done? I I like I like this isn't a Janet Jackson episode, but like <laughs> what the industry has done to Janet Jackson is like a shame. Like how you how you disrespect such a legend mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Okay, like yeah, her nipple was on like TV for like one point five seconds, but then now reality shows we're seeing a whole bunch of nipples and asses. So it's all like- the time, like. <laughs> I don't get it. Really <sighs> she's a Jackson. Like she's the Janet. Like Demita Joe's name. Um also I've been like revisiting Danny Kane for some reason. Oh. Welcome to the dollhouse. I'm not mad at that at all. Um I'm let me not <laughs> I feel like I want to start talking shit about Bad Boy, but I don't want to do that because I did that in the last episode. Like <laughs> So like I'm not that going to an entire episode. So maybe we could we could revisit that. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. So um we're obviously here to talk about Aguilera's album Bionic. Um I'd say um critically underappreciated when it came out mm-hmm. because um it was like a drastic change from what she did with Back to Basics, but I think she kind of like um tried to creep this in with her keeps getting better like um greatest hits compilation that was the first hint of what was to come with like I personally love personally loved like the Genie 2.0 and um I, I I think I like Genie 2.0 better than Keeps Getting Better. I agree with you. I actually listen to Genie 2.0 more than I would have ever thought. Yeah. Also love the You Are What You Are um beautiful um like reconstructed version of the song. Um it's very uh, like electrocrat class yeah. is what you call it yeah i'd agree with that yeah and i mean i'm glad that you're actually bringing this up because i feel like people think that bionic was such a leap for her but she did tease it with all those songs that you mentioned so it was i think it was a pretty cool transition you know from her going from back to basics which was more um you know old school r&b soul jazz you know that type of vintage vibe to going completely futuristic but it was a gradual progression and I feel like people don't really give her credit for that. 
that was like two years in between like that compilation and like Bionic even coming out. Mm, exactly. I remember when she was like talking about this album, like I think it was like maybe two years before him. It's so, like it's gonna be short and sweet. And we got like a 17 track album. Listen, um, Mama loves her a long ass album, okay? I, I mean that's <laughs> one thing I love about Christina Aguilera. It's like super long albums. Like the track list go on forever. She might leave for like four years, but she'll come back with like a double album no matter what. Exactly. That's what I love about her. Um, <laughs> she gives up the content. <laughs> so like the first single like from this album was not myself tonight i love the song but like i'm sighing because (laughs) immediately when that song you know know. people people started shading the fuck out of like in the song like the song is amazing the video was amazing like people was like this is not like at all it was like why that people were shading her is because you know of course lady gaga was dominating during this time so you know the industry loves to put women against each other so they're like oh christina aguilera is you know copying lady gaga oh you know who said that oh oh, i remember yeah was i perez i was just getting on twitter at that time um but, you know, I was on, like, the forums and stuff. You know, if you're, like, an OG fan, you know about, like, all the forums that, you know, as fans back in. Yeah, back in the day. Breathe talk- heavy. <laughs> yes. Like, oh, no, no, they didn't. Like, all all those classic forums. Um, but, yeah, people were saying that, you know, she was trying to copy off Gaga and, like, hop on the, the dance pop wave, which was not true, in, in my opinion. Like, they, like... I, I'm okay, so like Christina Aguilera and Lady Gaga, two great artists in their own right. Um, but I don't think Bionic sounded anything like what Lady Gaga was putting out. I agree with you. Lady Gaga was more like four on the floor, like mm-hmm. weird dance music, and like Christina Aguilera was over here, like making songs with MIA, Santa Gold, like. Lady Tron, La Tigra, and like what? Sia. Sia? Like let's let's talk about this because I one thing that I really admire about Christina is that she has a great air for for talent, you know, for fresh raw talent. And I think, of course, Sia was you know pretty well known during that time, but she wasn't the Sia that we know of her, you know, yeah, right. Major hits for you know the Beyonces and the Rihannas and the Katy Perrys of our time. Back then, she was a little bit more indie, but of course, Christina having the air that she does, she worked with Sia on five tracks on this on this record for Bionic, and I think, you know, people don't really give Christina credit for that. You know, really targeting artists that are now super respected. You know, you mentioned Lacey Gray, you know, MIA, Esther Dean, she worked with, um, who was popular for working with Rihanna at the time. You know, Lady Tron, Tricky Stewart, so. I think she really had this cool like R&B pop electro fusion because of the people that she had in her camp in the studio. And like not like at that time no one was really doing that in like mainstream pop music. Nope, uh, now, you know, I feel like a few years after like when Christina put out Lotus, that was when people were doing the bionic sound. You know, you had I want to say like Kesha was popping during that time. Yeah. And, no, Katy Perry and everyone was doing all of these like really massive like electro like dance floor jams and that was post Bionic so I feel like you know Christina did say in an interview you know it the maybe the <laughs> Bionic was too ahead of its time for certain people and I think she had a point oh it definitely was I remember seeing a review that was like maybe if she released this like three years later this would have been like a hit yeah for sure um, I remember when Not Myself came out, Not Myself Tonight came out, and I was just so excited. I was like, oh my god, New Christina Aguilera, it's been like a thousand years. Um, and the video was just like, I I personally love this music video. She's, I, how do I say this? Um, 
I think Christina Aguilera, like, I think she said this about herself also, is, like, an artist who reinvents themselves, like, every time they come back with music. Yeah. And I don't think people were ready to see this, even though we saw this already with, like, Dirty. Mm -hmm. It was just more, it was more BDSM and cleaned up. Yeah, I think it was, like, the grown version of Dirty. Because, you know, when Strip came out, you know, she's only 21 years old. Um, so she was really trying to find herself, you know, really come to terms with her, you know, her sexuality and all of that, and really owning her her womanhood. But, I, you know, by the time Not Myself Tonight came came around, she was completely confident. So And it reflected in the music video. You know, what, what I love the most about it is she paid homage to her inspiration, which was Madonna. Like, it's, it was, it's yeah. expressive. The, yeah, when she's, like, with, um, in the, I think in, she's, like, in a coat or somewhat. Yeah, with the monocle and, yeah. it's like, the, the latex um, outfit. That yeah, bridge. That was, yeah. I remember when the, I remember feeling, like, like, I, I remember thinking, like, oh, like, Chris Angler is back, she's going to go on tour. Like, this is going to be, like, the moment. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, not myself tonight was like not a flop. Like, no, but, I it, mean it to our standards. I feel like it could have uh, hit the charts a little bit higher, but it peaked at number twenty three on um, the Billboard Hot one hundred. Yeah. So, out of all of the singles that she released on Biotic, not myself tonight was the most successful. I mean, people these days wish for a twenty three. Um, yeah. Because exactly. <laughs> even getting in top five is hard these days. You have to you have to do some shit. Um, but yeah. Um, whoa, I I skipped like well, I went to the single first because that was the single that introduced us to the album. And I remember um also when she performed at the MTV Movie Awards. Yeah, she opened the show. Yeah, she did like a melody of songs from this album. I, I think. Yeah, she did. Uh, Bionic, not myself tonight, and uh, woohoo. Oh. So- like back to back let's talk about a song that deserved like oh my you talking about woohoo yes like i agree with you that this is the song that i wish had a music video there was supposed to be a music video for it but it got canceled it needed some type of visual and i didn't know there was going to be a music video for it but that would have been incredible because Nicki minaj was just coming up you know pink friday was going to was going to be released so bionic was released june 2010 and then Pink Friday, uh, Nikki's debut album was released November of that year. So oh, that would have been perfect. Like, yeah, that would have been the perfect like intro to you know the reigning you know queen of rap. Nicki you know. Minaj. I had added Chris Aguilera recently. It was like, hey, um, you know, you just, you know, you, you could re-release Woohoo right now if you wanted to. <laughs> like, I feel like it's the, like, perfect climate after, like, a WAP happened. I feel like a Woohoo right. could definitely happen. To that point, it's funny because now we're all about, you know, embracing, you know, sex-positive women, but... Back then, people were were criticizing Christina for woohoo. They were like, "It's too sexual. The lyrics are too raunchy. Like, why is she putting this out as a single? You know, for mainstream, like, it's not going to work." But you know, fast forward a decade later, and you have all of these, you know, incredible rappers, uh, women rappers, and queer rappers, like just putting it all out there, you know, and being explicit and really embracing that. But back then. It, that wasn't like the cool thing to do, you know. Like, but it's like weird because like men were getting away with so much. Like, because mm-hmm. exactly. Aguilera's like, I have a vagina and I like getting eaten out. I know it's like explicit, but like, they're like, hand to the cross. Like, we will not tolerate this. <laughs> <laughs> I remember she had like the light up on her like um on her um underwear at during the. Yeah, it was so cute at the the movie award. And people yeah. were so like, we were like, that's tacky, and I was like, really, come on. That shit was cute. If that was now, that would be iconic. I mean, it was iconic then, but now she would get even more praise for it. We had, like, uh, the... I think the next single was You Lost Me. I think that was the final single on the album. Yeah, so that was the final single to come out in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Um, which was... You Lost Me is an interesting one because I really like the 
the song. Um, I mean, I love me a good heart, you know, heart wrench you could see in a ballad. But when it was it was released, people thought it, you know, it was too sappy and it was very slow. And but but other people did think that you know reflected her vocals. Oh, but definitely. It was, because it didn't it didn't chart on the Hot 100. Like, oh wow, it's a very song, but it didn't even enter the charts. Like it was like a bubbling under symbol. So I don't know what got mishandled with her team. Like they didn't promote it properly or what, what was the issue there? It was like nothing. Like any way Christina Aguilera could have gone with this album and promoting it like single wise. I don't think it, anything would have helped. It was just people weren't seeing her. And Perez Hilton the- did not help either. Like, Oh my god, yeah. So we could actually, before we talk about Perez Hilton, I, I wanted to mention um, I Hate Boys was a technically the final single for the record but it was only released um overseas in australia and new zealand that's interesting yeah so i think i feel like a lot of um like fighters like her hardcore stance really go up for i hate boys I don't think there are any, like, I listen to the album today, and I don't think there are any bad songs, and usually, like, like, some some albums have filler on them, but, like, I was listening all the way through this album, even, like, the bonus tracks, the bonus tracks also, like, are amazing. Bonus tracks are actually, I like the bonus tracks more than some of the songs on the actual, like, the original record. Monday Morning is, like... Monday Morning is one of my favorite Christina Aguilera songs, like, ever. Like, not just for Bionic, but I love the way, like, she played with her voice on that. Because, you know, she loves to bell and say and all of this <laughs> very, like, massive vocals. But Monday Morning is just, like, so, like, muted and just, like, very... I don't know. I just, I just like the chill vibes on it. I think it's a great record. If I had to parallel it with anything, it'd be, like, Early Morning from In The Zone. Early morning is very muted and very um, seductive as well. So, but yeah. You want? But you mentioned Perez Hilton. Uh, I mean, <laughs> no, Lord that stays. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Perez Hilton. Lord. I remember I used to like, because I used to like read, um, read his like website back in the day because like I was young yeah. and like, that's what you did as a pop fan. Yeah, exactly. That was like our Bible. We didn't know any better because you know we were 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 children. But oh, he's drawing dicks on things. Like ooh. Yeah, this was an era for people who don't remember. You know, Pres Hilton's blog. Like yeah, he would. Um, it was like very salacious reporting, and he would just like draw like dicks and arrows and circles over photos and like the commentary was like so crass but we we loved it during that time yeah we did like ooh, like ha 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 oh <laughs> Little did we know how much of a tool he would have become <laughs> oh god someone should have stopped him someone should have stopped him but um during this like era of Sangalera's career he was like really harsh um and like really heavy with the gaga comparisons yeah he he pretty much ignited that entire um that entire feud yeah and i think gaga like later like they met up or something they talked about it because i think um her and perez um gaga and perez had like had a falling out yeah um you know it's interesting that you know gaga and christina aguilar were beefing i guess but then you know a few years later they did the do what you want um duet on idol so it was nice to see them kind of squash the beef after that yeah but also, like, after Perez and Gaga, like, stopped being friends, he's, like, mm-hmm. justice for um Bionic, like... Yeah. Like, sir, like, what side are you actually on? <laughs> um, yeah, so those who probably don't know this, because I had to, like, refresh my memory on, like, what actually happened. So he started this... Perez Hilton started this whole entire justice for Bionic movement um, around the time when... Lady Gaga's Art Pop was going to drop. So that was in 2013, I believe. Oh, yeah. Art Pop also, like, 
Yeah, so he didn't want people to buy our pop um, because, you know, he was beefing with Gaga. So they're like, he kind of guided fans to buy Bionic. So that was a whole Justice for Bionic hashtag on um, on Twitter that happened in 2013. I mean, like, that's petty as fuck, but, like, also Justice for Bionic. It worked. <laughs> um, That's one thing I fault him for. Yeah, like Perez Hill. I think I ha- I think I had blocked Perez Hill because I just got tired of like anytime anyone would quote tweet him, I'd just be like, okay. Like, can you talk this on my my feed, please? That's why I have Trump <laughs> also like because oh, yeah. people love quoting Trump on Twitter and it's like y'all just let that man be like I don't care I don't want to see anything he says so um, I think we should get into the album tracks yeah let's do it um, so the first song we have on the album is a Bionic uh, <laughs> produced by John Hill and Switch who've also worked with like Beyonce and MIA and etc and I think this is like a great intro to the album because it, 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 like the the sound tells you what what you're in for. Exactly, like it, it sets the tone for the entire record. Like it's very, I mean, even before Bionic, um, you know, once Stripped came out uh, in 2001, like Christina was super. She was, she really wanted people to feel if you want women specifically to feel very empowered. Um, and she's had that empowerment feminist mantra throughout her whole career. But I think Bionic really set the tone for an album that was all about sex positivity and female empowerment. So I think that was like the perfect intro to this album. I wish um, in like a 2020. I mean, we've been getting great albums so far, like mm-hmm. like Rena and Dua Lipa. Who else has released? Uh, I like Victoria Monet's album. Oh yeah, I need to listen to that. More of a technically EP, but you know. I love the singles off of that. Yeah. I also love her work with Ariana Grande. Mm-hmm. Um. And then, you know, we have Not Myself Tonight and Woohoo, but also, like, we get into Elastic Love, um, yeah. co-written by M.I.A. Yeah, I think people don't know that, um, that M.I.A. had, uh, had credits on the song. I mean, you can kind of tell if you, like, listen to the vocal delivery. Yeah, yeah, like, her, Christina's whole flow is an M.I.A. flow, which is dope. Yeah, like, it was really interesting to hear, like, Christina Aguilera... Like, Christina Aguilera does belt on this album, but not as much as she did on her prior album. It's more strategic. Mm-hmm. I agree. I think, I feel like people, you know, Christina is known for belting, like like I said before, but I feel like I thought it was interesting and really cool that she played around with her voice on this record specifically. Cause I feel like we haven't heard her kind of tone it down, you know, with the self-titled, with um, Stripped, and even with Back to Basic, like, they were all very extravagant. Oh, I mean, Ain't No Other Man opens with that note, like... I'm not even gonna do it. I was, I was gonna try. <laughs> I'm not gonna embarrass myself. <laughs> but yeah, like, Elastic Love, like, it really, it's it's very, like, feature, like robotic, futuristic, um, and I, I love the tone of the, the boys, like, the way they played around with the, the synths. I thought, that's, I, I like this song. Yeah, so I think it, I think that song, along with, like, I Hate Boys, the song with Peaches, what's that called? My Girls, Monday Morning, and Bobblehead, and Birds of Prey especially, all deserve, like, their own EP together. Yeah, they all have that same very, it's kind of, like, metallic sounding. Like, it's very, like, cold, um... But it's still a little bit inviting because, like, you still want to listen to the records and want to, you know, press repeat. Yeah. But it's not the the belty, you know, velvety warmth that that you know Christina is known for. So she really um, pushed herself, you know, with this this new sound. I like often wonder, like, if she had recorded um, more stuff with Perry, like the stuff she recorded for um, "Keeps Getting Better." If there were more songs in the vein of the song she had on that, 
because like Perry is not that like involved on this album particularly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Linda Perry, she only has one um one credit for on Bionic and that's Lift Me Up and that's a, that's a very Linda Perry type of track. Oh, very. Like we were saying like she's super experimental and bringing in people that she hasn't worked with before. <sighs> that's Duna did. I I'd say the sequel to um I'm not myself tonight. Yeah. That also like that is not yes. That's do do. Once we, you know, have we have Tricky Stewart and um uh, Kelly, what is his name? Claude Kelly. Oh my god, I'm sorry, Claude Kelly. <laughs> the OG Claude Kelly. <laughs> That's a legend right there. Like to me, like songwriting and production. Mm-hmm. Um. Then we have Glam. Uh, Let's get Glam. Uh, this this album is an album Let's- for the gays. Okay. I was a drag queen. That would be my anthem. Glam. I would walk out to that. Like, like I would strut to that song. Okay. <laughs> get glam. Oh, I love the like um no no shade, but like the um the Sierra Evolution intro before it. Oh my gosh! Yes, <laughs> like it was not necessary, but we're still here for it. <laughs> yeah, like. <laughs> Glamour, love, and glamour. Christina um, loves her a corny interlude. Oh, you know? I miss those. Like I'm, I miss interludes. Yeah, I I would always like get excited about because I feel like it really sets the tone for you know the next song, and I feel like it tells a story, and it's like very kitschy, and it's it's like it gets the fans excited when you're listening to the album. So people need to bring them back. Oh, uh, like. I remember when um when the, the evolution by Sierra came out with all of those mm-hmm. interludes and like I like I, I do not skip the interludes like like they're they're like little messages they are and it makes the album feel more personal too like a diary like it's not just like a grouping of songs you know you think you know but you have no idea basically um, <laughs> um prima donna now the song uh which has little john on it yeah like, it's a badass credited? track yeah i always wondered about that but i don't know i never understood that but like this song is like personally for me it's, it's like a pretty bitch song but like i'm fighting a bitch also yeah it's yeah. like you want to you want to have a girl fight in the club <laughs> <laughs> but like but a very like a very like glamorous girl fight like you're like in full drag makeup just beating a bitch down basically um then we got into another intro morning dessert which I I'd say morning dessert and sex for breakfast parallel to like um what is what are those two songs on stripped they're like my favorite um is that what you're thinking of yeah um love or... love and grace and loving me for me yeah it gives me those vibes as well but it's like more 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 um even more mature because. By this point, she was married, so she has those very like raw emotions. This, so I, I love when that gets super sensual. So I sex with references. I I love that. I, I kind of want Cassandra just to release like a a sexy R and B album. Which you know, if you think about it, I feel like if Liberation was a little bit longer, she could have like the back end of Liberation kind of had that vibe to it. Oh, that pipe so song. Think, That's my song. And um, uh, there's a song with the song with uh, oh my god, I have to like look through my Spotify, but 
uh, like I do. Oh, yes. Um, that, that vibe to it. So, yeah, I feel like there's little hints of it within her discography, but I feel like if she really went for it, even in uh, Back to Basics, she had that those um, very sensual R&B tracks, like um, thinking... Uh, like without you uh, on our way, like, on our way. Very, oh, like, such a beautiful song, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, I, I love when she really gets in that like soulful RB pocket, like it's her voice, just it carries beautifully on those type of songs. She doesn't even have to try, like, it comes like naturally to her, yeah. It's 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 freaking awe inspiring, man. Like, her vocal range is just out of control. Like, I, I'd like to hear the lowest she can go, because I know she can do it. Hmm. I remember, like, I think I think the lowest I heard Snagler go was in um, Burlesque. Ooh, yeah. I feel like Burlesque really shows her flexibility as a singer. Also, you know what? Justice for the Burlesque soundtrack also. Like... Came out, Burlesque came out the same year as... Uh, Bionic, which is part of the reason why I didn't get the the promotion it needed because the Bionic tour was canceled so that Christina could focus on burlesque promotion. 2010 was just not like yeah, yeah. it wasn't wasn't it. Um, now we get into like the block of the album that I also like used to like skip over because like yeah, because it's just like ballad after ballad, so it's like it's like a very I think when I first heard it, like, a decade ago, like, it was very draining because it was just, like, somber song after somber song, like, super emotional. Yeah. But, like, it's so beautiful. Like, Lift Me Up is a song I, for a long time, did not appreciate because I was like, this is not for me. This is, like, one of those, like, UNICEF songs. Um, You sang, like, at charities. (laughs) But, like... I listened to it like this month and I was like, oh wait a minute. This song is like it's song the song means something. Like Well, you know what's funny? I'm looking at Genius and she sang the song during the Hope for Haiti. Oh, that's probably what I have in my head. Cause... <laughs> oh God. I mean, you know, kudos to her for being charitable, but I think that's probably what you're thinking of. <laughs> I was like, this song is not for me. This is not a song. Yeah. Apparently, this song was also a, a single. Mm-hmm. Wait, what's sorry? What song? Um, was Lift a Me Up was a single. Well, I, I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it was a proper single. I think it was just like one of those promotional yeah. ones because she performed it at the telethon. So it was like it was more known compared to the other ballads on the record. Yeah. Oh, it's on the Haiti for it's on the Hope for Haiti Now album. Yeah, so that that was probably probably it. Linda Perry also. But I'm personally not a big fan of that one, but I I understand why people like it, but it's not for me. I mean, um, my 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 favorite of the my favorite two of the four ballads in this section are coming up, and like which is all I need because that yeah. song is beautiful. Yeah, it's so beautiful, and I love that because. Like you know, I said before, she was just married um, to her first to her, her first husband, um, and she just had a baby, yeah. her baby Max. I think Max was born a year or so prior to Bionic's release, so you know she was in full new mommy mode. And I feel like all I need really capture that feeling of you know. I love when a pop being, girl has you know, a child because she gets real sensitive. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, Britney Spears! Oh, my baby. Someday, I'll see it off on my baby. Someday I will understand. Used to get me in my my like little gay ass emotions when I was younger. Britney gave us a lot of mommy songs. <laughs> Wonder like a song on Britney Jean, like about her kids. Um, probably. Just as Britney I mean, Jean. Not that I listen no. to it. No, let's not do let's that. Let's not do that. <laughs> like, I think, I think, and um, not to, I, I know we're talking about Christina, but not to like, vi- like venture off, but like, um, I love Britney Spears' like entire discography, but that Britney Jean album. Yeah, I, I except for Britney Jean. I stay, I go for every single Britney Spears album except for this one. Like, there's songs on it that I like. So, okay, I, 
let me let me be honest. I do go out for TikTok. Okay, let's okay. Me too. I, 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 I'm happy I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, and I I can I like Alien from Britney Jean the intro track. Like so yeah. I think perfume should and iconic. Yeah. Yeah, perfume, work bitch is iconic. So I think that that's the furthest I will give credit to Britney Jean. So. <laughs> Back to Bionic. Um, uh, I am. Oh, wait a minute. No, no. I wanted to say that All I Need by um, Christina Aguilera, because it does have um, Sia as a writer on the song. It reminds me yeah. of Sia's um, Soon Will Lost But Will Be Found song. Remember, I, I actually don't know that. It's a, I'll listen to it. I just started singing it over, like, on top of the song. And, like, it's not the same key, but, like, you know? It has the same feeling. Yeah, like, the same feeling. Like, um, I mean, C is also, like, involved in the production of this song also. Yeah, yeah. And C is good for a character song. So it's understandable. Then we have um, I Am. Which is also C. It's like, C, this is like a... I mean, Sia, like I said before, she has five credits on this record, but All I Need, I Am, and You Lost Me is just like back-to-back Sia tracks. No. I mean, I Am is, it's, I Am is cute. She's cute. I like her. It's a very, like, self-empowering song. Yeah. Like, it's Christina uh, vulnerable. It's kind of, like, underappreciated moment. Mm, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, now we have my second favorite ballad, You Lost Me. Like, like we were saying before, like, we, you know, we love a belty Christina, but when she gets super delicate and vulnerable and, like, just lets her guard down with her vocals, like, you get moments like You Lost Me, which a lot of people, a lot of people don't have that, you know, to their credit in the words of Mariah Carey. <laughs> so I, I think You Lost Me is just, like, a great highlight in uh, Christina's discography. A lot of people don't know how to like cut it off. Like Christina Aguilera knows how to like she knows how to play with her vocals. Exactly. This song progressively builds. Like the first chorus is very, very soft. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then it gradually grows into like this massive track that's like very emotional. It's like oh, what's that song from? Back to basics that like it just fucks me up. Um, lo- um, not hurts. Is all is yes. it hurt? Um, I'm sorry for blaming oh. you. <laughs> yeah, and I, I, I don't have a singing voice. I'm not even gonna sing it. But yeah, that's another tearjerker. I mean, um, not to be like a hardcore Christian Aguilera stand, but like, um. As like a like growing up as a child, um, and like like knowing Christina Aguilera's backstory and such, like our childhood and such, we've had like similar childhoods. So like um, sometimes I uh, like back in the day, her music. I mean, it still it still does. It, it meant a lot to me, and it got me through like a lot of hard times. And like this song and hurt and like almost all of stripped. <laughs> like still mean yeah. like so much to me so like i i think that's so beautiful yeah like she's she, christina um and then the album picks back I up did that. like thankfully like out of nowhere <laughs> out of nowhere <laughs> like you you see we have like a trio of um sappy songs well actually Four, five sappy songs in a row, and all of a sudden, I hate boys just like slaps you in the face. It's a needed slap in the face, though. Like, I was in my room crying, and I hate boys comes on. I'm just like, whoa, wait, what's going on? Like, I hate boys. An incredible. Yep, I agree. I hate boys in real life. I I love them. They they suck. (laughs) They really do. Like. 
Oh my god. The actual worst. I mean, Chris Aguilar wrote this anthem for us. Oh. Mm-hmm. She really did. She, she was speaking. Yeah. She was speaking that truth. She was. Like, uh, I kind of wish also, like, Peaches was on this song. I mm-hmm. feel like I agree. I feel like I feel like her and Peaches should just do an album. He, just go ahead and do that. Yeah, I think it's a fun fact because I Hate Boys was supposed to have oh. Peaches on it, but I think the the scheduling was off or something. No, not Peaches. Sorry, I'm correcting myself. La Tigre was oh, supposed to be. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, but I think the scheduling or something. Um, couldn't work out, so Latigre produced My Girls instead. Uh, my Girls, that song. My Girls. Like, before there was Icona Pop. Well, when, when did Icona Pop come out, mm-hmm. actually? I may, be, I may be wrong. I want to say they came out in 2010 or 2011. Let me, let me see. I'm doing my Googles real quick. They formed in 2009, but like... Came out in 2012. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Came out in 2012. So yeah, it it does have that icona pop flair to it. And I love um when um Peaches is talking about the mullet between her legs. Yes. I was like, okay, girl, go off. This is the teachers of Peaches. I thought like you don't get that type of sound back, you know, now. Like I feel like my girls is. Like, it's so experimental, but, like, still, like, all about the women and very empowering. And I feel like you see that now with, like, women in rap, but I feel like in pop music, we don't we don't get those moments as much no, anymore. Like, mm-hmm. it's, I don't, I don't know what's going on in pop music currently, to be honest. I'm kind of behind. Uh, TBH is not as exciting as... I, I know it could be or as I want it to be. So that's why I, I was saying, like, I don't really listen to a lot of the new music because it's not really exciting. I think everything is kind of like, downplayed. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have to go back to, you know, the OGs, like the Britneys and the Christinas and the Mariahs and all of that. But, you know, aside from, you know, Dua, Rena, even Chloe and Hallie, um, uh, Ariana, like... Not, I mean, even with, I know this is controversial, but even with, you know, the Positions album that Ariana put out, like, that's still very muted. Okay, so I felt the same way about that, too. I was also, like, expecting, like, something grand to some extent. Yeah. Not to Mm -hmm. compare, but I was expecting her butterfly moment. Mm. She hasn't given us that moment yet. But I like I, I like the uh, I like the later half of positions, and I also like the um song she did with the weekend. Probably the reason why I feel like it's not hitting me as much is because she didn't really promote the album. Like I, I understand, you know, she wants to like release music whenever she wants to and have that control, like in that like rapper mindset of just like dropping music mm-hmm. like like mixtapes. But this wasn't promoted at all. Like the it got leaked early. There was barely any proper rollout like we had one single um like we didn't fans didn't really have time to like build up their excitement for this release and i feel like it just like which was like oh here here's an album and just like threw it in front of us rather than like really getting people excited yeah. about it um oh no there there was the kylie minogue album that just came out oh yeah is it is it called this i think it's called disco what? yeah i know uh, I actually I have to listen to that record because I do love Kylie Minogue, but I haven't had a chance to listen to it yet. I think it came out last. I am uh, so I behind. Um, so that was- yeah. Oh, you know who dropped a really great record mm. this year? Uh, Jesse Ware. Oh, Jesse! I've heard one of the singles from that. It's a little bit like, like disco-y. Yeah, it's called "What's Your Pleasure." What's your pleasure is the name of the the album, and it's like it's super disco house like uk garage oh, like, it's I love that super shit. Fun. Like, so much yeah. i think you like that okay jesse where I'm gonna, I'm gonna save that right now on my apple music mm-hmm. um now we have the final song on the standard edition of bionic um it's so long <laughs> it's it's a whole film on this album v is for vanity 
Um, hmm. I, I turn myself. Turn myself. I love when um the the she's marrying herself no in the song. Um. Like Christina, really. <laughs> I love it. It feeds into her that like diva persona, so she just like played it up, and I, I, I'm here for it. I, I just love the way she says "bitch" in the song. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not cocky. I just love myself. Bitch. <laughs> oh God. Oh. <laughs> uh. And I love that. Um, where she's like, let's not forget who owns the throne. And then oh. little Max, like he's probably like two years old or something. He's like, that was so cute. It's so cute. You know, cute. she may have started that trend. Mm-hmm. Um, then we get into like some of the best work on this album is on the door. It doesn't make sense that it's all over there. Like, yeah. a lot of artists do that. They even like that's one of my biggest qualms with Britney Spears. Like a lot of her deluxe tracks and like her inter international tracks should have been on the. Don't think that should have been on the zone. Like that should have been on the track listing. Yeah. I mean, all the unreleased like um, I talked about a unreleased song from Blackout that didn't make the album called Sugarfall. Um, Mm, I love that. Should have been on the album, like. I love um, Trouble from, I think that's supposed to be on Circus, but it was like an international. Oh, yeah, Trouble. Like that's, that. Circus um, is also really good. Yeah, I mean, I love all Britney Spears albums, except for the one. <laughs> chilling with you. I'm but, chilling. I'm chilling. God. <laughs> with you every day. Sorry. Okay. Okay, let's, okay. Let's um, Monday morning. Um. <laughs> An incredible song, like incredible. Like Santi Gold is a writer on this song, and uh, so it's like, like my my top ten like favorite Christina Aguilera songs. See, ever. I'm just shocked by that kind of because like I mean I understand why it is, but like mm-hmm. we have so much of Dirty right there, not Dirty, um, yeah. stripped, yeah, stripped, yeah, I know, but like. I don't know what it is about the song. I think it's just because it's so unexpected yeah. from her. Like the sound. She hasn't done this before. She hasn't done done this after Bionic either. It's just it's one of those songs that it's like a personal feel-good record for me. Like I love Monday morning. My favorite, one of my favorites. I I not like top ten, but like I say after Woohoo on this album as Bobblehead. This song. Mm. I'm not I it took me a while to get into Bobblehead because I thought it was too campy. Yeah, it is a bit campy. It's it's like her stupid girls. I love Elastic Love and Vanity, and those are hella campy too. So I can't really (laughs) really talk. But yeah, it is stupid girls, stupid girls type of type of vibe. Um, I love when she's like in the Valley Girl accent. Um, like oh my god, I I don't get it. Um. I was just like, oh, Christina, you're just talking shit about me right now. Like, the song is about that song is about me because I have nothing going on upstairs. Um, Mm. Except for like anxiety. (laughs) Yeah, right. Um, Then we have like, mm, I don't want to say the best song on the album, but like, it's it's up there. Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey should have been used for the Birds of Prey oh movie soundtrack that came out. When did Birds of Prey, when did that movie come out? Was it this year or last this year? This year it's been so slow, uh-huh. so long. I don't even know. I'm looking. Oh, it came out this. It came out in 
February. Yeah, they could have reused Christina's Birds of Prey for the DC movie. That would have been dope. Them pre-COVID days. Ugh. I know. Don't we miss <sighs> them? <laughs> but yeah, that 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 would have been a money maker right there. I. I wonder, like, I wonder how Christina Aguilera actually feels about her like past discography, like everything after Christina Aguilera. Um, yeah, because I noticed, like, um, on her last tour, she did perform like some songs from Bionic, and I kind of wish I got to see that. Yeah, oh, you didn't see her liberation? No, I like. I the first concert I went to as an adult was mm-hmm. was formation tour and then after that it was k-pop concerts oh got yeah. you got you but yeah liberation tour was beyond like i'm so glad that i got to see her live for that i wish i got to see her for this trip oh. tour but seeing her for liberation was like none of my friends dream. have taste so none of them would have went with me <laughs> i mean i was thankful to get a friend to go with me to janet jackson's tour Oh yeah, I saw her. I think the State of the World oh, tour that, that tour, I saw her. Like, that was a tour, child. The best that concert I've been to, I think, show. to be honest. Incredible. So we have oh, there's literally three more songs. I wow, this album is long as hell. Listen, I had to like take a sip of water because it's a long ass track list. <laughs> Christina just like overdoes it, but, like in the best deep like, way. Here are like twenty four yeah. songs. Yeah, like, uh, we have stronger than ever. Another Sia Fuller ballad. Yeah. It was stronger than ever. I it's okay. Yeah. I I skipped it. <laughs> I mean, same. I I kind of skip. I I listened to like two minutes of it, and then I just went. Mm-hmm. I I skipped. I am stripped because I already know what that sounds like. Um, because it was yeah, yeah what she did for I think Haiti. Kids Haiti thing. Then we have Little Dreamer, um, produced by Lady Tron, which is a yeah. great song. Yeah, that's the iTunes Deluxe. Because, you know, I, iTunes always get the, like, one-off tracks. Yeah. I'm happy it's not a Target Deluxe because them shits are hard to get on streaming. Oh my God. Hella hard. And sometimes those Tell are the best has some Target Deluxe songs. I'm just like, uh, just upload them, please. Yeah. I don't know why they do that. It's like, you're holding all this great content. We can't even listen to it <laughs> on Spotify. I remember Apple having music, to buy Lady so. Gaga's Born This Way from Best Buy for the deluxe version. See, that's too much work. I mean, I got it. Yeah. <laughs> and I cried my ass to the <laughs> UNI like country version, whatever it was. Um, no, it was Born This Way. It was like a piano version mm-hmm. or something. I was going yeah. through some things. Overall, like how do you feel about Bionica, like as a as a body of work for Christina Aguilera? I think it's really solid. I think it really reflects who she is as as an artist. Because, like I said before, she was coming into mm-hmm. motherhood, you know, and she was entering this new chapter of her life, and you could tell she was extremely confident with herself. And you know, she's always been about women empowerment, and I think this album really like captures that you know her being empowered her talking about sex and not giving a fuck about it her giving you know anthems for the the gay community like just her doing all these things that her know she knows her fans would love and appreciate and and then she experimented too like you know like we said before you know she's such a ballad very like big vocal girl but she really took it there like really pushed herself and stressed herself to create songs like you know bionic and elastic love and monday morning and which by the way that's actually i would say like like top 15 not like top 10 i don't want (laughs) to push it too high yeah but um yeah i think i i just really appreciate i appreciate her artistry with this record even more now looking back you know 10 years later because it really helps set the tone of what pop music was sounding like during that time. And I feel like she doesn't really get that credit for putting out a record that really 
it really predicted where the genre was going to go, you know, like, so I think, you know, like she said, it was ahead of its time. And, you know, I'm glad that now people are, are realizing that. I mean, it took 10 years for people oh, to God, appreciate yeah. that, but. I mean, sometimes. Better, better. It takes ever. a while. Like, Glitter by Mariah Carey is finally getting some, like, kind of deal. Yeah. We finally have the original mm-hmm. version of Loverboy. Um, which is yeah. Um Yeah, I've been listening to that, the um the rarities. Oh, the rarities is nice. Um, um I don't you know yeah. I'm oh, this is gonna sound blasphemous. I'm not particularly like huge on Mariah Carey's like earlier, like first two albums. No, I I'm the same way. I I mean I really enjoy um some of the songs on her, on her earlier records. Like love takes That's time on, on emotions and like dream lover on um uh, I think it's on, um, music box. Yeah. I think it's on music box. Yeah, the opening, the opening track on music box. Yeah, but I feel like I really got to be a Mariah Carey like mega fan when Butterfly came out. Like that was just like a transitional moment. I mean, of course for her, oh, but for me, heard, I was like, um, wow, the book, yeah. Yeah, I have the, so a lot of people recommended, you know, for me to get the Audible rather than um, buying it because, you know, she sings and cracks jokes and all that. So so I'm glad that I I did. So I have about like three hours left in the book. So I'm almost done. But I'm enjoying every minute of it. Like, it's just so much. It's so many gems. Like, you learn about, like, 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 the stuff she had to deal with when it comes to race um Tommy Matola, that whole saga. Um Tommy Matola. Look it was it was interesting reading like listening to the book and then getting online and just ha- like looking up Patricia and like all the other names and people just like pissed off on Twitter. I know and it's crazy because you know I thought I knew about her her relationship with Tommy, but I didn't realize the extent that it went to. Like she really revealed. I'm not gonna give too much away because I, I feel like fans oh, should yeah. really listen it's to worth the book it. or like, read. Literally, there's like, so many things I I learned about her. I was like, oh my gosh, like she's just a such a, a strong. I hope woman. Christina gives us a book. To be honest, yeah, I'm sure she has. Hella. <laughs> I would like to hear about them Disney days. Oh my gosh, you know there's some the recording of Lady Marmalade in particular, also because mm-hmm. I know Good her job. and Pink did not see it for each other during the recording. Oh, yeah. or, Allegedly, Pink Christina slapped Pink in the face. Allegedly. So back during their during their beef. I mean, I'm happy they they get along now. So. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they're they're grown and mommies, and they they respect each other. So it comes yeah. with maturity. Um, before we before I, like this ends, I'd like to also say justice for your body. Um, mm. that that's like one of the only songs I like on Lotus. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um you know, lo- like okay, so I guess we feel the same way about Lotus also because like. Lotus, really? I, I mean, as much just like how I don't discuss Britney Jean, I don't. Discuss I mean, I Lotus. like. Um, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Let me. I, I guess I'm like a stance. Because <laughs> like, I like "Let There Be Love" mm-hmm. and like "Blank Page" and "Circles." I guess. Um, Circles was a cool rock chick moment. Red Hot kind of okay, love. Red- now that's a song. Okay. <laughs> oh my god. Oh yeah. So like just for your body. Lotus was but I did I fuck with your body. That was like, the first I time she was Max Martin in her entire career. Like that's just shocking. Interesting. Yeah. I mean I guess she was trying to stay away from that. Everyone know, else was going that cookie cutter Yeah, yeah. So she was going the opposite direction. So um, you got anything you wanna close the episode out with? Where people can find you, um, Oh, yeah. So if anyone wants to follow my work where I discuss all facets of pop music, um, 
my Instagram handle is actually what is my Instagram? Uh, oh, Bianca G sixteen, and my Twitter handle is Bianca and Rogues. That's E N R O G U E, and yeah, that's where you could just look out for all my work and what I'm talking about and all my random stand <laughs> tweets. So. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, you can find me at the Y2K Cast on Twitter, Instagram, and the Y2K Cast at Outlook.com. I, I would have been at Gmail, but I didn't want to make it like a 27th account. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. this has been Justice for Bionic. Uh, see you whenever this episode comes out. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having me. This was fun. <laughs> Let us not forget who owns the throne. You do, mommy. <laughs>